Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is November 28th, 2021. How are you doing today, Andy? Good, good. How about yourself? Good. We're on uh, season three, episode number three here. I see you got the tree in the background. Uh, it's festive. Thanksgiving yes. is complete. We're ready for Christmas holidays. That's right. Getting all set for it. Getting it out of the way and done. Decorations are up. The fall sports are uh, basically all done, almost. Yeah. We're getting be there. Getting in the full swing uh, for winter sports. But, boy, this uh, we've got prep football. We've got college, NFL football, baseball news, little USFL news today. High school hockey got started over the weekend. Hockey, we've got a lot of things going on. We've got some, I'm sure you've got some concerts and music. I've got the album review uh, of the week. And we've also got the trivia question. Trivia question, sir. I know I've been waiting since last week for this one, so fire away. What I've got here is an interesting trivia question. It came up with some uh, baseball stuff we were looking at for baseball. Hall of Fame kind of ballot information. But uh, Barry Bonds is one of only two people that has more than 300 stolen bases and 400 home runs. Um, is that is that right? Is it 400 home runs? I think that was it. Um, let me double check my. Here we go. I've got it. 300 home runs and 400 stolen bases. That's what it was. Yep. That's a rare feat. Uh, he's only one of two people that have done that. He, uh, the question for today's trivia question is: Who's the other person? Oh. more than 300 home runs and more than 400 stolen bases in a career at the major league level. Interesting well, combination. Only two people have ever done it. Well, spoiler for everybody, the reason we came up or how this question came up, we're looking over all-star, ba- or not all-star, Hall of Fame ballots for baseball as we're prepping for our show with uh, Rhino from Tom Ball Tuesday, which you'll hear us drop Tuesday, that conversation. But that's where this discussion came up. So, but I, came up I, like, came up, I like the trivia question. I'm sure the listeners will enjoy it too, but uh, we'll cover the answer here later in the show. Yes. Yeah, so let me do my production work here. Intern Jeff gets going here. All right. Present. All right. Starting out on the soapbox. Um, something came up the other day with all the high school sports going on. Some stuff came up. I, this is not the soapbox part isn't where I got no problem with a pro football game for the Chicago Bears. You don't like Matt Nagy, you want to fire you want to chant fire Nagy at a Bears game, that's cool. Not at his son at his high school football game. That's classless my opinion. Leave the kid out of it. It's not the kid's fault his old man can't coach football. Um, and if he can, who are we to say? It's a high school football game. The, the opposing the coaches had to come out, or principals to come apologize. Coaches apologized. Yes, they're high school kids as the fans chant stupid stuff, but pretty sure their old man got them juiced up to say it too. Um. You want to chant fire Nagy, do it at the Bears game, not at his kid's high school game. That's not much of a soapbox time, but just something like that kind of just rubbed me wrong a little bit there. It's like, this kid has nothing to do with it. You're kind of wasting your time. Yeah, that's pretty low. Boys hockey started. Now, I don't have any scores, but there was like 60 games over the weekend. And I know these aren't very minimal, but we just had to see some rankings here already. Just kind of get a the season started off right here. 
kind of wanted to put this one up too on our first rankings for the year just to kind of come back to later in the year, see what the first rankings were, then come back to it later. So here's some names we'll probably see a lot here in 2A. Uh, Maple Grove, Creighton, Durham Hall, Moorhead, Hill Murray. Same cast of characters we hear every year, you know, Andover, uh, Lakeville South, Edina, Bedilton, Margaret, Grand Rapids, and Wyzetta. And the 1A for boys was Hermantown, EGF, War Road. Uh, there's, you know, like I said, the same group we're going to hear all year long. Uh, Delano, Duluth, Denfield. There's Breck up there. So the, we're going to hear these schools all year. Just wanted to kind of see where they go. The gals, they've all got some games under their belts for 2A. Andover, Edina, and Tonka top three, which will switch it around. I'm guessing that's going to probably be your top three. If not, those three will be in the top five for sure all year. Uh, St uh, Stillwater, Benilde, Hillmurray, Zeta, Gentry Academy, Holy Family, and Centennial Spring Lake Park. 1A, War Road, Proctor, Hermantown, Orono, South St. Paul, Sibley. Uh, Mog West Tonka, that's where uh, any kids at Watertown Mayor want to play. That's where they go. So that's our friends at Mog West Tonka. Caddy of Holy Angels are enough, 10 for the top 10 for the gals. We kind of jump around here. We're going to Bison Sports for football. They did not play this weekend because of the tournaments for FCS, but they will be playing Southern Illinois. As you see, they beat South Dakota in the first round of their bracket. So it'll be the Bison on the fourth at 2.30 against Southern Illinois. The Bison were the two-seed overall, so it means uh, they should get home games all the way through to the finals. Uh, barring on any changes like that, but uh, look at the draw. I think they got no problem going back to Texas for the finals. That's just the homer in me there. But, uh, next uh, week, the fourth, the Saturday, 2.30. Bison baseball released their schedule. Just here's a few dates for us to look at. March 8th and April 5th, down here in the cities, uh, the one game's going to be at the bank on March 8th, April 5th. I think they're kind of probably waiting to see what the weather looks like, how they want to do that. Then uh, later in April, they'll be up in Fargo, playing outdoors against St. Thomas, part of the St. Thomas wants to beat the big boys, kind of. So they're uh, with the Bison in the Summit League. So it's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday there. Bison basketball is also underway. Uh, the boys are 4-2 and two right now. Uh, last two wins are against Heartland and Idaho. And coming up against uh, at Creighton and then Northland College comes to town. So uh, there's some games there. Bison boys are off to a good start. Bison gals uh, took care of Dickinson State. The next two are at Kansas State tomorrow and then Bradley on the 4th. Gals are off to a two and three start. Beeves. Got some basketball numbers for them uh, from last week. They did uh, they split down in Florida. Got a win and a loss down there in that little tournament. They'll be back home this weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Duluth, and then at St. Cloud State. Three and two so far in the year for the boys. Gals did not do so well in Florida. They'll be coming home for uh, Duluth and then at St. Cloud State. Gals are at 500 right now. Had those two bad losses in Florida for a little tournament there. It's a Southeastern tournament. And there's the football score. We're just going to kind of pretend uh, it was a learning experience for the boys. Let's put it that Ouch. way. 
Third quarter got a little out of hand there. Um, but they all became better men after it. We'll just kind of find the positives here. Beaver hockey. Boys split Arizona State. They'll be back home against St. Thomas. Eight and six right now. And uh, the Beavs are ranked 20th in the country. So go Beavs. The gals, they did pretty good in Missouri. Swept. They're at four, eight, and two. So get them back on the track, hopefully, as they'll be going to St. Cloud State over the weekend. Wolves for hockey. Here we go. The boys split with the Sioux, or former Sioux, or North Dakota. Um, then they, they got Michigan. Michigan is ranked fourth. They got one number one vote in the last rankings. Gophers are at 11. So should be a good matchup this weekend. Um, you know, and I think Michigan, it's at Michigan. I think they kind of owe us a favor. I mean, we beat Wisconsin, so now Michigan gets to play Iowa in football. So they kind of owe us one, I think. They might have to forfeit, and it's the least they could do. Here we go. The gals, they split last weekend in the Smashville Classic. Or showcase their one loss was to number eight Colgate. Uh, then they got number one Wisconsin at Wisconsin over the weekend. As Wisconsin's one, Ohio State two, Gophers are three. So uh, should be a good matchup there this weekend in Wisconsin. Volleyball gals ended strong. Penn State and uh, Maryland wins. The seedings are being drawn right now. On uh, ESPNU, I checked right before we started recording here on Sunday night. I didn't say anything out yet. So we'll have that out either tonight or first thing tomorrow on our Facebook page. The weather seated. 28, nice regular season finish. I see the Gophers finished 10th in the last poll. So they should get a good draw. If it kind of goes by basketball, they should be what, a three seed in there somewhere. Gopher basketball. Boys continue to win five and oh. Uh, just let's relax. They're five and oh. Let's not bring on Gonzaga and North Carolina and all the big shooters, Kansas. No, let's relax. We're five and oh. Let's enjoy it. But this is for a young team like this, these early season wins. This is what we need to break the bubble and get in barely into the tournament. So it's these games that are crucial. These were huge wins for us. Uh, the ACC Big Ten Challenge coming up on Tuesday. That's always fun games to watch. I've always enjoyed those since they started that. And uh, we drew Pittsburgh. We have to go to Pittsburgh to play. So that'll be on uh, Tuesday and Sunday at Mississippi State. The Gales, on the other hand, uh, five and three. I had a tough time in the Battle of Atlantis. They did get their one win in the middle there against Syracuse. Uh, they got Bradley and University of Texas San Antonio. Coming up at home, they beat Bradley on Friday. And I did not have a score yet from the uh, Texas-San Antonio game yet for gals. Then December 1st, the gals version of the Big Ten ACC Challenge against North Carolina. So that might not be pretty. But it will be here, so uh, be a good draw. Football. Yep, we, we got the axe. We beat Wisconsin in football at home the other night, 23-13. Uh, we end it. And the season eight and four that puts the Iowa in the our division's champion in the West to go against Michigan for the Big Ten title. 
that should be us going for the Big Ten title. But like I said before, Bowling Green is why we're not playing that Big Ten title game. And with us knocking out Wisconsin, who was a fairly high seed, Iowa wins this game for the Big Ten title. They're not going to jump up that high in the bracket. There will be no Big Ten team in the bowl championship series. So the ACC very well could get two teams. Alabama and Georgia play each other for the SEC championship. Well, if they got them at one and two, it's not going to matter. They'll still put both in. So we'll see. All Elite Wrestling. A little wrestling dabble here for a little bit. Uh, their next big show, uh, Winter is Coming, they call it, is December 15th, Garland, Texas. That's the one where they said they're going to mention uh, who's in it in their format for the Owen Hart Cup. So that's Wednesday, December 15th. That's one of the regular shows. So we shall see how that all gets announced. That's very exciting news there for the group of All Elite Wrestling. Kraken. I don't have any wild news. It's a little Kraken news today from one of their Instagram pages. Seattle Kraken, who weren't doing well this year, have defeated the top three teams in the league all in the last week. So Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, they beat the Capitals, the Hurricanes, and the Panthers. So for the last week, we're talking about how they were the worst start for an expansion team since Ottawa. They come out the next week and beat the top three teams in the conference. So good job there for the Kraken. USFL... Uh, has announced their locations and their teams um, for this their second turn here. And there they are, the Tampa Bay Bandits, uh, NOLA, New Orleans, Houston Gamblers, a lot of the names from the teams before they kept. New Jersey Generals, the Pittsburgh Maulers, the Michigan Panthers, Birmingham Stallions, the Philadelphia Stars. Um, and a lot of them, they, they got ahead of this real cool, which is really neat. The Twitter account for all these is, USFL Bandits, USFL Generals, so whatever your name is, USFL then team name. So I lucked out with that. That'd be kind of neat. Do you have anything else about the USFL, Dan? Well, the uh, it'll be interesting now with this coming back after after how many years. And once again, it's it's spring football, so they they play in the spring, so they don't compete with the NFL, but they do compete with the Canadian Football League, the XFL, and the Spring League. Well, the XFL has announced they're not going to start until 2023 again. They're in a break. They yep. went that first year. They took a couple of years off to reorganize. Now they're going to come back. So I think they are going to let this go for a year, see how the USFL shakes out. And the Canadian Football League is really watching this as well because it looks like there's going to be some partnership once they get a couple, uh, like in 2023, it, they may work, they may integrate together. Uh, I saw a couple uh, – sites some podcasts that people are putting through this uh they're all kind of centralized they're kind of under the same umbrella not yep. by ownership but they're making it all kind of spring football yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it how it plays out but this starts in the spring with these games yep it's a little bit fun to watch and it, it's the way i look at it too it's not really all the backup quarterbacks and guys who didn't who got injured in rehabbing not a lot of that. Might be a lot of uh, Division II college guys maybe that didn't get drafted, Canada want one more shot. Or regular Division I college guys got one more shot. Um, you're not going to see a lot of guys. You know, Tommy Maddox last time the XFL was kind of an exception to the rule, but 
Might be to see a few guys that, oh, I was cut. No, I still got a little gas to tank. Let me show you. You might be some of those guys in there too. So we'll see. But um, you're not going to see all your backup quarterbacks playing here to say Lewis, no. Unless no one signs them and they're trying to fight for a contract, you won't see any contracted backup players here uh, rehoning their skills, we'll say. Major League Baseball, speaking of like spring league and spring balls, for the first time in his career, Albert Pujols, Pujols will be playing winter ball this year in the Dominican Winter League. Because um, he wants to show, like I just said, he's still got some gas in the tank. Um, kind of like what we talked about for Tuesday's show coming up with uh, Rhino. We don't know if they collect the bargaining if they're going universal DH. If they do, there's a double the amount of teams that Pujols could go with for a DH. He still went. He stayed in the National League with the Dodgers, and he still played it first. I think he played third one game two. He still got it, but he would be a nice guy to see uh, here in uh, the Midwest. Perfect candidate for a DH. Yeah, and he's still got a lot to offer. I think uh, you know his knowledge for a young team or players. Like kind of like what Nelson Cruz was here with us with Sano. He was kind of a his took him under his wing. The Mets. Mets did a little Black Friday shopping coming up. We'll talk about that too, but they had to make up some money to do it. So the Los Angeles Angels have signed left-handed pitcher Aaron Loop to a two-year deal. Uh, Looks like the Mets have interest in Twins left-handed pitcher Tyler Rogers. So that's going to kind of replace Loop there, I think. Um, No official worth we got Tyler yet. I say we. If the Mets got Tyler yet, I think he's kind of replacing that position. But here we go from the A's. The Mets, all pending physical. This is all that the Mets are going to put out these pictures like this. It's pretty official. Mark Hanna from the A's, outfielder, first base. Escobar, ex twin. Oh, yes. Uh, he, he's going to be with the Mets. He's got Jose Reyes' old number there. And Starley Marte from the A's. Now, the Mets have been looking to get him since when Starley Marte was with, back with the Pirates. The Mets have been knocking on his door. So before he got with the Oakland, he was the Mets were pursuing him. So he's been on their radar for a while. Um, these three guys, uh, according to the source, the Mets agreed to a four-year term, seventy-eight million with Marte. Um, Cannon's a twenty-six point five million with a third-year option, and Escobar's for twenty million two years. All three deals were pending physicals. The team has not acknowledged them because they are not official. So you can't find them like on the Mets website. See, this is from Sports Channel New York. I got these pictures from. So the website does not have them listed in as positions yet, but um, if they're going to go this far out, your pending physicals, it's pretty sure they're going to have them. Um, with a lot of this set, you know, we got a couple outfielders. You got Marte, who's there. Um, you know, okay, first of all, Escobar, he can play second or third. So does that mean you get rid of Javi Baez? Javi's going to want a lot of cake. Um, he's going to want a lot of the money. You just paid a bunch to Francisco Lindor. Uh, Chris Bryant is still out there. So the, between Bryant and Javi Baez, I think the Mets will get one of the two. Um, Bryant very well can go to the outfield. Again, with Bryant, like we said, if you go universal DH, you got Pete Alonso could DH for a couple of days and still play first. Bryant could DH first outfield. That's what I think the Mets are shooting for here. Some of these outfielders are getting on. Yeah, we talked last week the Twins that they're overabundance of outfielders. 
the Mets are kind of getting that way too. Cause I think they're looking at the universal DH this year, which great play for it. Have guys you can rotate. So you're not, you're staying fresh, but if you're, your knees tweaking you, your shoulders bugging you DH for a day, rest a little bit. Um, you're in that middle of a long trip without a day off. You can rest guys. I think that's what they're looking at because injuries kind of hurt them last year, not making excuses, but they had great starters, but they had no one to back them up. So that said, and also these other signings, Michael Conforto, I looked at him to be gone from the Mets. The Mets will not be signing him. It's my opinion. I've not had a call from the Mets saying that. Also the Mets signed outfielder Nick Plummer to a one-year deal from the Cardinals AA, AAA system. Another outfielder who's, should be up next year. So there's another name they've got. And like I said, the Tigers have been talking to Javi Baez. So the Tigers looking to open up their checkbook. There's other names over that way too. So we'll see how that plays out for the for the Detroit Motor City Kitties, as we call them. And also on the Mets site, here's some of the top five prospects coming up and when they expect them. Uh, they had two right-handed pitchers of the top five coming up. 23 and 24. But for 2022, they have two guys coming up, um, third baseman and shortstop, which, again, is there room for Javi Baez? You, you can get these two up, plus the other three I just mentioned, for about the same price as Javi Baez. So that's what I think they're looking at right now. Good young talent that could be here a while. Maybe they won't be playing for the World Series next year, but in a couple years. Let's get this team together, get to know each other, play together. We'll go from there. But the one pitcher they got down in A-plus right now for 23, that JT Jin, look for him to just, – just remember that name, JT Jin. In a couple of years, he's going to be something. Twins, cross off all your names on your outfield list, Dan, from last week. La Tortuga's gone. Out of here. See you, bye. La Tortuga. Uh, he went to Twitter and said, hey, it's been fun, but you know he, he's accepting it's part of the deal. Uh, the Twins also put out simply no room for him. Uh, they're going to call up Nick Gorn and number eight prospect Jose Miranda, who played first, second, and third in the minors last year. So they got two guys coming up. Um, there was no will look for uh, Asadio at catcher. That wasn't working out. And say what you will. He was this generation's Al Newman, kind of. You can plug him in. He'll, he'll give you some decent defense, but he's going to bat 215, 220. You know, he, he's not going to light it up. Um, he's not going to be that big key pinch hitter you need in the ninth inning. He's just, he was just a nice fill-in to give someone the day off. So, wish him the best. Hope, hope he could be a fifth outfielder somewhere or a fifth infielder for some team. He, he's good. That's what he's good at, but... He got too much playing time. I think that's what hurt him this year. It kind of showed his weaknesses. And here's another stat that I found interesting. Teams with the most postseason losses. They figured the Yankees and Dodgers and Braves to be up there because they've been in so many. Look at the bottom of that list, the Twins with 14 series losses. That kind of surprised me. But then I remembered the 90s. Or was the A's or the Yankees drumming us in the first round all the time, so... Mm, we, had those good teams with, we had those good teams with Morneau and Hunter, but we just couldn't get out of that first round of that one and in type series, you know. So I kind of got our number up there a bit, but hey, we're up there anyway. We're on a list. 
Now we move to what I got for the songs part of the show. Um, I don't have a lot, just a couple things here. One, we talked about Kid Rock's new song and album last week. Well, I guess Weird Al Yankovic had to put on Twitter to everybody that's congratulating me right now on my new Kid Rock parody video. Huh. Let me clarify. Huh. That's not me. It's actually Kid Rock. So, that's, that's a very good tweet. That You, know, you, you got to love Al. You, you know, but Wow. <laughs> and also the Nuge. New album coming out after 29th. He's got a new single out now, Come and Take It. A very Nugent-esque song. I can get it on your streaming outlets. I suggest it's good for a good listen. The Nuge. Gotta love him. And you know what? I, I really couldn't go after that. I, it was the Nuge. I gotta stop right there. Um, how do you how do you continue after Nugent for music news? You gotta you stop there. That's what I got, sir. Uh, you got any other sports stuff to add before we get to the trivia answer? Yes. U of M Gophers football with the big win over Wisconsin. It was huge. Like you said, they finished eight and eight and four. They could have been ten and two. Bowling Green lost. The Illinois lost at home. Yep. Uh, they could be ten and two right now. And really, yeah, those two big losses are both at home. They both were at home against. I don't want to say poor opponents, but not strong. Certainly not strong teams. Winnable games. Games that they should have um, easily won, if not blown out the other team. Uh, but it's going to hurt them. Now they are bowl eligible. They're going to be in a bowl game. They have eight wins. They're going to be probably playing that last week of December, I think. Uh, 28th, 29th, 30th, New Year's Eve, maybe. I don't think they're going to be in a New Year's Day bowl game at all with an 8-4 and four record. But so, well, we'll see how that goes. Now, Tanner Morgan announced that he's going to come back for his sixth season. I repeat, sixth. Remember, they gave everyone a free, a free year for the pandemic yeah. last year. Uh, and so he, what, redshirted his first year? This will be his sixth year. He's going to come back next year. The guy's going to be like 28 years old or something, but 24. Uh, but that, that is unheard of. Now, I think one of the reasons that he's going to do that is Mo Ibrahim, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim said he's coming back also as the uh, running back after this year off, and he's not going to declare to go to the pros. He's going to come back and play, and I think that helped – that decision and maybe this this big win, you know, PJ Flex team is you know doing well now, even though they're eight and four. It's it's kind of a I don't want to say a big year, but right. uh, that that win was huge. But they're still eight and four. Uh, they'll go to a pretty good sized bowl. You know, it could be the Music City Bowl. It could be you know I don't know what they're going to go to. It's not going to be New Year's Day, I don't believe. But they will be in. Now, Sunday, a week from today, they're going to announce the bowl lineup, December 5th. And so all that will be announced once these games on Friday, uh, on Saturday, sorry, the conference title games all get done will be uh, Saturday. So they'll announce, I think some are Saturday, some are Sunday, but they'll announce the bowl lineup, which will be fun. Now, keep in mind, for the old school folks out there, and Andy, you and I are kind of in this, but there's 41 bowl games this year, 41 you know, I, I like, I'm a, I'm a fan when there's 10, 15 bowl games. Uh, love that. But 41. That's 82 teams. That's 82 teams are going to be playing in a bowl game. Now, right now, there's 83 teams that are eligible. So one will be on the uh, outside looking in 
on that bubble. But uh, 83 is eligible. Everyone else will be in the in a bowl game of some uh, way, shape, or form. Now, the one that I'm looking forward to is the is the Holiday Bowl, San Diego. They're moving that in San Diego to Petco Park, the baseball stadium. They're going to play that in the baseball stadium, kind of like what they do, Yankees uh, Stadium for baseball. They have the pinstripe bowl for college football. Uh, Target Field has held football in the past. I think Boston Red Sox have, but uh, San Diego Padres home field. Petco is going to be – they're going to have the holiday bowl there every year at Petco Field in San Diego downtown. A lovely downtown San Diego. So that'll be interesting to watch. And I just looked it up. There are 125 Division One football teams. 82 make it out of 125. Two-thirds. Two-thirds make it. <laughs> so remember that in March, we're going over the basketball one, when 64 make it out of – I think basketball's got a little more than that, but – that's only half the teams in basketball. Isn't there 300 in basketball? Yeah. So just so remember that come in March and every complain about the basketball tournament, who makes it in. And every this one of these the big trophies are given out and, and whatnot. But, you know, like you said, two-thirds of the teams in college football that have a program make a bowl game. If you want. Yeah, basically, if you have a 500 record, you're in. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the U of M, okay, that's so – so we talked about, okay, Buxton, Twins. They signed Buxton's that big deal. A lot of that is incentive-laced as well, uh, heavy incentives. You know, if he makes, if he's considered, uh, if he wins the MVP award, I think it's a $5 million bonus uh, next year. And if he wins the MVP the following year or his second, if he, if he starts repeating, there's some of those built into there as well if he wins the uh, MVP. I think we're pretty safe on that one, Chuck, not getting written out. Yes, yes. So, they're really beefing it up, but a lot of those are, I wouldn't call them unattainable, but they're, they're really a stretch, but they got him locked up. Uh, my next midweek episode, I'll, I'll cover the, the full outfield position for the Twins. Uh, I've got my list uh, going down to all, even the rookie leagues, the Twins of 30 outfielders. And Buxton now is one of them locked in, but they got a lot, they got a lot out there. And I think there's eight of them in the top 30 prospects. So a lot coming up through the pipeline. But boy, Buxton will be there now. It looks like a seven-year deal. Um, let's see. You have the high school football scores? I got high school. High school football. Here we go. The prep bowl was, was two-day event here uh, after Thanksgiving, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. And here is the winners. I'll share that screen here. Here we go. Six A. Remember, this is the big. This is the big. The big schools in this is uh, in the six A, and that is there's only sixteen teams, and everyone makes it. And they just have a big old, big old tournament. Every team makes it in six A to the state. Lakeville South won over Maple Grove. That was a good game. Zero zero at halftime. That game. Oh, was it? Yep. Now we can remember too that. Uh, you know, Eden Prairie got beat along the way. St. Michael Albertville got beat along the way. Uh, but Maple Grove really looks tough. Uh, Lakeville South, of course, uh, uh, always uh, in the hunt. Mankato West won the 5A. Hutchinson, local team here, 4A, beating yep. Castle Manterville. And then Castle Cocado, also very local, over yep. Plainville, uh, Mel- Melville, uh, Millville. And Melville. then Chatfield. Uh, Chatfield had to go with the backup quarterback 
Andy, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that was a good game too. Their their backup came in, brought him from behind to win in the semifinals. Backup quarterback in this game, uh, tail end of that game. Uh, okay, say it again, Andy. I can't hear. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Yep. I missed that off the last 10 seconds. It, it kind of went yeah, black. Chat, uh, the Chatfield game at uh, Central Area went for two points. They thought they made it. They reviewed. They took it off. Oh, really? So, yeah, they, they had the two points. They put it on the scoreboard and then reviewed it and took it off. Yep, yep. So very hard, hard game to watch, you know, because you're back and forth, adrenaline popping. So fun and, and hard and, to watch. Yep. And Chatfield had the senior quarterback. I believe he was a senior. Was ineligible to play because the semifinal game, he was flagged twice for player uh, misconduct. I think he had two penalties in that semifinal game, and the rules say. If you're flagged twice in a game for player misconduct, uh, or basically, a, let's call it a major major penalty, yeah. you're ineligible to play the subsequent game. And the subsequent game after the semifinals is, of course, the championship game. So yep. his parents went and filed a junk, an injunction with the court, the district court, to say that this is unfair. That can they make an exception for the senior uh, quarterback to play that led them to the state? The judge ruled it down and says, no, I'm not going to get in into that and so yep. they didn't let him play he sat the bench uh, the backup quarterback here led them to the championship now class a we follow that uh i follow that on on that championship game against Minnesota. very good game one of the best yeah. games i've seen in football all season was that game yeah. right there and then my man, Leroy our, our guest from last week chris gustin made a nice one-head catch out of bounds there at the goal line during that game it was an excellent game back and forth. And then the nine man, uh, Leroy Ostrander, 58 to 8 over uh, Fertile Beltrami. So that rounds out all seven teams in high school football crown champions. Volleyball was done two weeks ago. Football's done. Soccer, all fall sports now are done for high school, is it not? Yeah, one shout out to Fertile Beltrami. Yeah, they lost 58 to 8, but the article I read, um, they're, they're up there up north. Go Trammy for an alert. They're up there. Um, to get the fans down, the bus companies did not charge the fans anything for the ride down. They provided free buses on the way down. So Interesting. So a little team got that with a bunch of fans there. Unfortunately, lost by 50 points. But you know what? A little good news for them anyway. They had, at least they had fans there, you know. It wasn't just their little brothers in the crowd. Well, I've got a trivia question answer. Yes. Big question. The question is: Barry Bonds is, is on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. Uh, he is one of two players in Major League Baseball history that reared to hit, hit over 300 home runs and steal over 400 bases in his career. The question was: Who's the other player? The answer is his father, Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds and Barry Bonds are the only two in Major League Baseball history that have over 300 home runs and 400 stolen bases each in their career. I never knew wow. that. I, I thought women's like a Ty Cobb or someone from back in the day when they were Mr. Everything for all the stats, you know, or, 
or someone was snuck in there like a, a Ricky Henderson with 302 home runs or, you know, so when you went to follow for the home run part, you know, that's amazing. That's a trivia question. Hope you liked it. I'm not sure if too many people even got that one. Right. Right. Well, cause you, you, when you hear 400 and 300, you don't think, well, who had 800 home runs, you know, so <laughs> you think who was in that just over 300 range, who was in that just over 400 range. That's not a lot of company anyway, but only two when you do the uh, do the math and the combination of those two. Very rare. Uh, the what album of the week. What have we been listening to on our album of the week? Album of the week. Here we Let's go. I'll share the album. Sure. It's uh, Psychotic Supper was the third studio album by heavy metal band Tesla. Psychotic Supper. Here's the album cover. Third band American glam metal band Tesla released 1991. The album peaked at number 13 on the metal uh, billboard. I'm sorry, billboard 200 certified platinum by the RIAA November 1993 platinum long album, 67 minutes, 59 seconds on this one. And we've covered some Tesla in the past, our first couple of albums. And this one actually goes platinum this album it's got 12 full-length songs one short song but it goes uh 60 uh 68 minutes long it's actually ranks number 478 on the rock and roll magazine or rock hard magazine's book of the 500 greatest rock and metal albums of all time and i think this flies under the radar because I didn't know when I was researching this album that it was actually, uh, you know, that good. There's a lot of good songs on here. We'll go through it here, and I'll get into some a little more of the history, too, of, of uh, Tesla that relates to the, the second album cover, cover. In fact, let me do that now. The original album cover, you may know this one, Andy. They have Tesla there having dinner, Psychotic well, Supper, yeah. with Nikola, Tes- Nikola Tesla. Yep. And so that's the actual album. Once again, that's the kelp cover. They always go after their good songs, um, rock, bluesy, but they always have a couple dedicated to Mr. Mr. Tesla himself. Uh, I'll get to that here in a sec, because that gets to be some interesting information that I think that the average uh, crowd is not aware of. But here's the album listing, the song listing. Song one, Change in the Weather, Change in the Weather. Song two is Edison's Machine, uh, Edison's Medicine. That is a, a direct rip on uh, Thomas Edison as uh, him and uh, Nikola Tesla were uh, not good friends. Uh, we went after him on that song. The lyrics are very good on that. Song three is Don't De-Rock Me. Song four is Call It What You Want. That's a good one. Song five is Song and Emotion. That, that one very popular. Song six is Time. Song seven is a very quick song, 58 seconds. Kind of a poem that's called Government Personnel. And let's just say that it's kind of an anti-government song talking about uh, corruption in the higher levels of government. Tesla was very good at pointing this kind of stuff out, going after some of these things. Song eight is Freedom Slaves. Song nine is Had Enough. Song 10 is What You Give. That also went very popular. Yep. Song 11 is Stir It Up. Song 12 is Can't Stop. Song 12, uh, 13 is Talk About It. 
poke about it instead of talk about it. A marijuana song there uh, with the guys there from Tesla. The personnel, Jeff Keith, vocals, Tommy Skiach, Frank Cannon on guitars, Brian Wheat on bass, Brian Wheat, and Troy Lucetta on drums. Troy Lucetta on drums. And so how it goes is this Edison's Medicine song is very interesting. Thomas Edison was uh, uh, kind of a big-time inventor in the U.S. Uh, I've heard the name. Probably than what he should have been, I guess. But when when uh, Nikola Tesla came over and started looking for jobs after his uh, college degree and background, he was like a super stud, very, very intelligent. Got in working with Edison. Edison decides, I'm going to create this light bulb, creates the light bulb. That's cool. Great invention. Awesome. The next question was, how can we push electricity out to the cities, towns, villages? How can we push this out? We need to get it out there somehow. Light bulb isn't any good if there's no electricity leading to that. And Edison created this thing called DC. And he couldn't get it. He couldn't t- take it to the next level to push it in volume to get electricity out there. He says to Tesla, you can find a way to produce this to the masses and get electricity out there fast to the big volumes. I'll give you a $50,000 bonus. Well, Nikola Tesla, young guy working under the wings of Edison, works long and hard. I think he spent six months. Says, I'm going to come up with this thing called AC, alternating current. This is going to work. They tested it out. It worked. He's like, thank you. I can use my $50,000 now. Edison says, no, no, that was just... That's old businessmen talking. We're just talking to try to use things like that as, as inspiration to motivate you young kids. Well, that didn't go over too good with, with Tesla. And says, you know what? I'll go find other things to do. And um, uh, the government ended up using uh, his work. But they uh, kind of time was short. The, autobi- the biography on Tesla is a man out of time. And that's part of that lyric. Man out of time, man out of time. Time was running thin. The U.S. government came in, pushed all this out, gave Edison all the credit, made millions of dollars. The Tesla didn't get have much credit at all. He was known as a mad scientist, a madman, and really got screwed over. This, this lyrics of that song really go into that. What happened there? What happened behind the scenes? And uh, Tesla was also pushing this whole free energy thing, too. Free. We could make energy, electricity, for free. But the, uh, when the government got involved with Edison, they said, no, we want to get something that we can charge people. What can we do to yeah. charge? What can we do to build the public, build the companies, bring in some cash? Yeah. They said, let's use Edison's deal and start billing companies for electricity, make some me- real money. And uh, that's, uh, that's what Tesla is about. They do a lot of songs about his history in the background, what's going on with one of the greatest scientists, scientific minds of our time. And, uh, you, see, you see Edison credited with a lot of stuff, but boy, yeah. uh, Tesla was leaps and bounds above this guy. And uh, it's too bad, but it's uh, Tesla's doing a good job in the music, getting information out there to uh, to wake up the general public. Now, the album cover. I just went over the album cover. I almost forgot. Nick Egan did the album cover. Both of them, in this case, did them both. He also did Mechanical Resonance. For Tesla, their other album. 
But Nick Egan was very good at album design covers. Not in the rock era, but music in general. He did a bunch of album covers, design work for NXS, Belinda Carlisle, and Duran Duran. Little tidbit, uh, there could be a possible trivia question down the road, but Nick Egan, okay. very good with his album covers, and uh, Tesla hired him for these two, did him for the two albums, this one, Psychotic Supper, and Mechanical Resonance. That's all I've got for album review this week. Very good, very good. Yeah, I did not know. I knew Tesla got political, a little bit political on their songs, but they didn't make them political sounding, you know, like a 60s anti-politics song, but they, they kind of got their point in there a little bit. I always respected that about them, you know. But, uh, yeah, we got high school. Like I said, high school stuff is kicking off. Hockey's starting to go now. Basketball will be starting now pretty soon. Um, I know a lot of these smaller schools, I heard stuff during the football. So all these small schools, you know, most of your basketball teams on the football team, you know. So they have like a 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning practice for basketball, go to school all day. They go to football practice afterwards. So basketball yeah, will be starting up here pretty soon. Um, you know, see the schools who had guys in football might be low dog that first week or two, but they'll be fine. They'll yeah, be you, fine. Yeah. you always get that this time of the year with the prep bowl games where it runs so late that you get guys who are ready to get in the itch to get into the next sport, whether it's wrestling or basketball and yep. or hockey. And now the season runs late. Now you're joining up the team kind of late in the mix, but you are conditioned, you are healthy, you are in shape in the previous yep. season, hopefully not banged up or injured too much. But we'll be interesting. Now, the next few weeks here for high school sports will go quick, and then we get into a lot of these tournaments, these uh, holiday tournaments, the Christmas tournaments. Yep. Hockey is going for holiday tournaments. It'll be fun. For a note, it'll be 2022. Yes. Please leave your uh, comments here in the comment section. Questions, also requests. If you have any requests for albums, music, things like that. Yep. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, have a good week, everyone. See you now. See ya.